1: Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg
2: and Dr. Nadler. Welcome everybody to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. My co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, is with us. You know, between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. And today we're continuing our ongoing focus looking at um, the Miraval Mastermind that we're going to do in July. And so we have some of the experts from Miraval. And if you've been listening to us, you know we've gone through um, their program. We've talked with uh, Michael Pumpkin, who's here with us today, and today we're also going to talk with one of the um, key people who are there uh, and who uh, introduce, you know, who does a variety of therapeutic skills and spiritual practice. And so, before we move forward, Kathy, welcome to the call.
3: Thank you, Raleigh. It is a very exciting program today because we're continuing our mindful living programs with the CEO of Miraval, uh, Michael Tompkins. And we, of course, have a special guest today, Ann Parker, who's going to talk to us about more um, exciting ways to have a, well, what we're calling a mindful life. And she's going to talk about leadership and wellness. But, you know, really, before we get started, uh, for those of you who are just joining us perhaps for the first time, although what we've been on the on the air, how many years now, really?
2: I think this is the seventh year we have, close to, you know, 300 shows.
3: I, I think we have, we probably have, I would think, well over, um, yeah, uh, enough shows for you to find something in our listening audience that yeah. would inspire you to discover new ways of thinking, new perspectives, getting balanced, thinking about your life, um, as they like to say at Miraval, in a more joyful, living, and transformative way. But um, before we we get started, um, I thought perhaps, really, we could uh, tell our audience why we do this program, why leadership is so important, and maybe a little bit about each other before we bring on
2: our guests. Okay. Well, thanks, uh, Kathy. And like you said, we've been on the show for quite a while, and I think one of the key things is there's a, a paucity of new leaders uh, trained and moving into organizations. You know, now today organizations are saying, 40% of organizations are saying they do not have enough uh, new leaders, and most of this is the uh, brain drain that we've been talking about, the baby boomers retiring, uh, less Gen X coming into those new positions. So what we try to do is give folks a few things that you could do immediately, some tips either to, for you to be a better leader or for the folks that have teams there and, and you lead teams, what sure. are a few things that you could do? We like to call these micro-initiatives. Micro meaning that they're small, but initiatives that can have a macro-impact. And, Kathy, one of the things that we both uh, have a passion for you know, is emotional intelligence, which is really understanding yourself, managing yourself, understanding others, managing others, and then tie into that you know, some of our interests in positive psychology, The um, Fearless Leader, your new book that's coming out that will have an opportunity to, uh, at the Miraval, get people some of these tips to to move forward. So, Kathy, let me just say a a word about you uh, for our audience that uh, may not know you. But, you know, Dr. Kathy Greenberg coaches leading executives and entire companies on her proven happiness equals profit work-life strategies. Kathy has been named the First Lady of Happiness by ABC TV, and she has multiple uh, popular best-selling books, What Happy Companies Know, What Happy Working Mothers Know. And her newest book that we've been talking about, uh, Fearless Leaders, and Kathy, maybe give us any update on that, Sharpen Your Focus, uh, launches very soon. And it also has a ton of tools, a business in the box for coaching and human performance. And so you can check out more about this and also what we'll be talking about at the Miraval. At Kathy's website, drkathygreenberg.com, and then Kathy and I share a, a website, XLinstitute.com.
3: Well, thanks, Riley. Yes, we are very excited because we're going to be doing a launch of the new book in its e-form and its Kindle form, and Amazon is doing a spectacular white glove campaign for us and we'll be live from Miraval with that launch the 23rd to the 27th of July. So we're very excited uh, to be concurrently launching our book and doing our uh, Miraval uh, Mindfulness Mastermind. Uh, For those of you who are not familiar with my colleague, Dr. Ellie Nadler, he is a master-level certified executive coach, psychologist, a corporate leadership and team trainer. And Dr. Nadler brings his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, his consulting, his coaching, and, of course, development programs that he does across industries. Relly, um, as you may or may not know, is um, one of the very special individuals I get to work with uh, on, a, on a regular basis. And um, he brings his, well, I call it his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, um, as I said. But he's also one of the, the I, I think, one of the most brilliant individuals in this area. You know, we hear more and more and more about emotional intelligence. Uh, there are many, many tools that you can use on emotional intelligence, but Relly um, uses a suite of tools uh, that he has experience with that makes a huge difference uh... in the lives of those that he touches and he certainly has done so for me uh... Raleigh's newest book um, is called uh, leading with emotional intelligence and i have to tell you having used this book now uh... for quite some time um it is an evolved uh, series of books uh... that rally started several years ago called leaders playbook but it has hundreds of tools and strategies to develop what we call star performers across industries. And you can learn so much more about Dr. Nadler's leadership and team training and uh, his keynotes and his consulting at his website, truenorthleadership.com. And, again, both of us have lots of free downloads so that you can access your best. You can find rallies at... Um, his website, truenorthleadership.com, and he also has a free iApp called Leadership Keys, which you can get at the iTunes store, so make sure you grab that after today's show if you don't already have it. Relly, um,
2: shall you, we Kathy. bring
3: on our guests?
2: Yeah, let me say, uh, well, thank you for the intro, and let me say something about, we have two guests. Uh, Michael Thompson is the visionary CEO of Miraval, and let me say a few words about Michael, bring on Michael, and then, like you mentioned, we also have uh, the wellness expert, and Parker. So, Michael, let me say a couple things first about you, and then we'll bring you on. Michael is a 15 year veteran of the luxury hospitality industry. He began his career at the Miraval in 2007. He has been instrumental in the Miraval Life and Balance Spa with Clarence, and it's a creation of the Andrew Wall MD Integrated Wellness Center. And they're also in the last stages of completing a development of the villas at Miraval, which is one of the fastest-growing luxury lifestyle real estate projects uh, in the country. And a lot of uh, what Michael's talked about us to us in the past comes from his book *Mindful Living*, and it has uh, some other co-authors, you know, based on the uh, groundbreaking book by the same name. And so, um, Michael welcome thanks so much i'm happy to be here today really and maybe you could say a little bit about the program if people haven't heard uh... from us before and then say a few words on and we can uh... introduce her also
4: Absolutely. So Miraval is a destination spa that's located in Tucson, Arizona, at the foot of the Catalina Mountains. Our philosophy is based around mindfulness, and while we are a vacation destination for many people, um, we're also a site for um, businesses to come and teach their Um Corporate groups and executives, um, mindful leadership techniques. And so we've had, you know, Fortune 50 and Fortune 500 companies come here to learn from our experts like Ann Parker, who's going to be joining us today. And one of the things that, you know, we try to do is to teach people to live in the moment so that they can make, uh, decisions both for themselves and their businesses that um, are optimal and at the same time have a little bit of uh, joy in their life. And that's one of the reasons why I'm excited to uh, be joining with me today Ann Parker, who is one of our wellness counselors and has been really instrumental in uh, creating programs at Miraval that um, revolve around joy and resilience um, and heart-centered leadership and She's done a number of programs not only um, for Miraval, but also for corporate groups and companies outside of Miraval who um, have seen her as an expert and leader in what she does and have, been, have engaged her to come to their companies. And so um, I'm really excited that uh, she's going to be with us uh, today and, and um, talk about some of the things that she teaches in our Mindful Living Miraval book that's out.
2: Well, thank you, Michael. Let me, let me say a little bit about Ann, and then we'll uh, bring on Ann. Um, <clears throat> Ann has been a professional therapist for more than 30 years, completing degrees in music therapy, counseling psychology, and health services administration, as well as postgraduate studies in integrative art therapies. She combines an executive administrative experience with therapeutic skills a, and spiritual practice, to bring a unique look and practical understanding to creating and enhancing wellness and inspires the discovery of new perspectives about balance, joyful living, and transformation. So, Ann, welcome to the show.
5: Thank you. It's great to be here this morning.
2: Why don't you say a little bit, uh, you know, like how long you've been there and maybe the the scope of what you do. And then we have some, you know, series of questions that we want to be able to uh, ask you.
5: Okay. Well, I first came to Miraval um, in 2005 so i've been here um quite a while oh. and um my background really fits very well for um, the kind of guests that we have here at Miraval, because as you mentioned, I've been a therapist for over 35 years, and that certainly informs a lot of the work that I do, but I have also have a graduate degree in business, specifically health services administration, and uh, spent the middle part of my career as a hospital executive, as well as um, being executive director of national nonprofits and sitting on boards of various nonprofits, local and national, over the years. And so I think that background really melds well with um, our programs here at Merivale because I can um, connect with people in the paradigm that they're used to working in, but also lead them into some new discoveries about themselves and how to be in their lives.
3: Well, we're so excited to have you on the show with us today, Ann, and we have so much to learn about you and your background, and I, I believe we're going to have a very engaging show today. We're going to take a quick break, so don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News.
6: How do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066
0: practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2Cleadership.com. That's H2Cleadership.com.
1: We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
2: We are talking with Ann Parker. She's a wellness expert at the Miraval. And, and uh, once a month, we talk about the Miraval. We are sponsoring a uh, Miraval Mastermind Retreat, July 23rd to the uh, 27th. And we encourage folks, if you're listening, you're interested in this, you know, to go to uh, drkathygreenberg.com uh, or Excel Institute, and there's a place we can get some more information uh, about the experience, and we'd love to have you. And so, uh, Anne is one of the uh, experts there. And so, Ann, maybe say, you know, a little bit more about uh, kind of what distinguishes your work from others.
5: Well, I think the the main thing that distinguishes me um, really comes from what I was saying earlier about my sort of two-pronged background. Mm. Um, I started out my professional career as a therapist uh, and um, specifically working a lot in music therapy and expressive arts therapies. And what I've discovered over the years is that those tools actually are very effective, um, as we always say, to help people get out of their heads.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and Anna, so, uh, um, I'm very it, curious for people who have not had experience with those uh, modalities. Can you talk a little bit about
5: the distinction between them? Sure. Um, The the whole idea of the expressive arts therapies really does um, dovetail very nicely with emotional intelligence because, you know, so many of us are so, locked into particular cognitive patterns that, you know, may help us but may not serve us so well anymore. And so by using modalities such as music, arts, um, writing, various kinds of things that um, tap into more of our emotional self and also tap into more of our unconscious dynamics in a direct way, um, what happens is that people find that um, even though, they may feel a little uncomfortable at first because it's a, a way of um, relating to themselves that's probably new. What they find is that, what they, that they discover parts of themselves or reconnect with parts of themselves that they don't use very often or haven't used in a long time. And so um, uh, by using the arts modalities, it just becomes a way for people to really expand their awareness of self as well as gain some new tools.
2: Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you
3: so much, Anne.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things, Ann, that we typically ask folks—you know—the one of the first questions. But I want to just kind of go back to it: Who have been some of the people who influenced you the most? And it's always nice to get a—you know—an idea of we we know you in the present and hearing some of your expertise. But maybe some of the people that have been uh, formative for you
5: well when when I think about that question, you know a lot of people come to mind um i I have been blessed to be mentored by all kinds of wonderful people over the years, um as a person who was put into leadership positions as a as a very young person, even in elementary school, you know those kinds of things uh. Um, i uh I've had the privilege of both being mentored by and observing leaders in all kinds of different settings um schools. Uh, churches, uh, non-profits, other kinds of spiritual organizations, corporate settings, and I think for me the, the thread that runs through a lot of those people who I consider most influential are the people who really were able to combine um, compassion, vision, and practical applications. Um, You know, I think all three of those elements of leadership are so important, and I can look back in my life and pinpoint various people who I really saw being able to um, operate out of an integration of compassion, vision, and practical application. I would also say that I remember one... um, boss I had in a corporate setting who was influential in the fact that he modeled for me everything that I didn't want to be as a leader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've had both of those kinds of influences um, over the years.
3: Yes, It's funny how many of us remember those individuals and it's good to hear you laugh and smile when you <laughs> think of those. Exactly. I think, you know, A big question for me, Anne, in terms of what you do at Miraval is uh, kind of, how can you tell us very simplistically how you apply this background and and your expertise on a daily basis with all of the different kinds of guests? Who come to Miraval, whether they're business professionals, leaders, or or soccer moms, or, or or just you know mothers and daughters, or or fathers and sons, or friends who just show up there to renew themselves and to learn these mindful living practices that we have uh, come to know and uh, love, Michael Tompkins for sharing <laughs> with us since the beginning of the new year.
5: Well, I think one of my strengths. Um, which a lot of comes from a 25-year mindfulness practice of my own, is really the ability to be very present with people uh, wherever they are, um, mentally, emotionally, cognitively, relationally. And um, so when I do an individual session with someone here at Miraval, it really is about them coming through my door with whatever is most top of mind for them. And then... I really am able to meet them where they are and through whatever experience we choose, whether it's something arts-based or something more talking-oriented, really be able to zero in on one or two key points that will help them make a shift that they want to make. I think so often... um, people are very aware of the shifts they want to make, they're not so aware of the obstacles that are keeping them from making those shifts. And so one of the things that we can do um, pretty efficiently is um, identify some of those obstacles and come up with one or two very key practical action points that they can take to begin that change process.
2: So, uh, Leanne, when you're at the... Miraval, um, do uh, people get a chance to make an appointment with you? And then, given that they're probably only there for a limited amount of time, how, did, how <laughs> does that work? From like an intensity, are you able to follow up with them? You know, because we know there's a lot done on on phone these days or Skype. How, how, how sure. does that work?
5: Well, I do follow up with people from time to time. But you know, one of the things that is wonderful about this place, Miraval, is that um it's amazing how much personal work c- people can do in a very short amount of time because the whole environment here supports the work that they're doing and their own self-awareness. And so, uh, you know, it, it's always interesting when I talk to therapists who work in more traditional kinds of therapy right. settings because they ask the very question you did, how can you get so much done in one or two sessions? But the the magic of Miraval is that they work with me in those one or two sessions, but then they leave my office and are supported in whatever it is that they're working on by the entire environment and all the other specialists and services and classes that we have here. So one of the things that I've often said is that, you know, when people are willing and ready, I can help them do more work in a week here than it would take a year to do in a traditional therapy practice.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Because so, the
5: whole environment supports it.
2: Yeah, you know what's interesting, um, just about what you are saying, because I, I think, if, especially when you tie in the mindfulness, and you know anybody who's gone to uh, see a you know therapist of numerous types, you you're in this closed door environment, and you know fifty minutes, an hour, whatever it is, and then you leave, and you're back into your world, and I think what happens, a lot of the uniqueness, the knowledge. Kind of seeps out. You, lo- you lose that because mm-hmm. all of a sudden you say, okay, now where do I got to go? I got to pick my kid. I got that. And so the richness doesn't allow us to sink in. Matter of fact, you know, I remember thinking of a dissertation topic. I was going to have people after a counseling session go into another room, which probably happens similar to Miraval, and just think and reflect and write on what happens so you don't lose that specialness. And that maybe, be what you're saying in regards to in that environment, you can really stay with the insights and stay with the learnings versus trying to get back into your world where you may lose it.
5: That's right. Not only can you stay with it, but it gets reinforced from all kinds of other perspectives. (laughs) And so um, people, you know, if they spend a week here, It has much more um, ability to stick, as it were.
3: And I think that's so important for people to understand, especially in anticipation uh, of the upcoming Mindfulness Mastermind in July. The reason we're doing a multi-day program, Ann, and I'd love your perspective on this, and we sure are looking forward to having you stop by and and join us for any portion of the program that you can participate. Mm -hmm. But I know that when you immerse yourself in an experience Mm -hmm. for a number of days, the way um, we do when we go to a, a fabulous resort like Miraval, you're constantly supported in that consciousness um, mm-hmm. effort, in that um, thoughtful effort, in that, we'll call it for the purposes of our show, that mindfulness effort. Because what we're trying to achieve in a very short period of time is at least an awareness, and if if I could say this without seeming um, Uh, like I'm building something that's too intricate or detailed, but a support structure that we can take when we leave. So um, when we come back from this break, we're going to take a quick break. I'd love you to tell us a little bit about how you structure something for someone in that immersion program. So with that, we're going to go to a break. I hope you're all listening, and you'll come back soon to Leadership Development News. So don't go away.
0: And internationally acclaimed, What Happy Companies Know is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or, for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com.
1: Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
2: We're talking now with uh, Ann Parker, who's been at the Miraval. I think he said, since 2005.
5: That's right. Is a wellness
2: expert. And one of the things we wanted to uh, check in with you about, we were talking about during a break, is just how, does, how do you structure kind of the sessions with you? You said people are there typically you know, four or five days. So how does that work? You know, do they, do they um, hear about you ahead of time and then schedule something or, or just when they're there? How does that all work?
5: Well, um, the the best way for it to work is when someone calls in to make a reservation to come to Miraval um, after they've made their actual reservation and set their dates and such. They're directed to our our website, um, My Miraval, and on the My Miraval website, um, it goes through um, a self assessment and questionnaire Mm. to begin to get an idea of what the intention for the visit is. Where you know an idea of what the person wants to focus on. Um, kind of some of their personality traits, um, using some of the uh, various assessment tools that we have out there. And then that information goes to our uh, pre-booking staff, and they actually, you hopefully by phone, but also via email if that's more convenient, Um, before the person arrives for their stay at MiraVal, they have a series of interactions um, based on the information that the potential guest has given on the My MiraVal website to begin to plan their stay and to begin to recommend services that are going to fit what their goals and intentions are for their stay. And so um, if people are willing to engage in that process prior to their arrival, um, they can have you know a a very personalized schedule already um, put together with not only individual sessions with our specialists but also the various classes that are going to be most um, supportive to them. And then, of course, once somebody gets here, um, oftentimes, um, you know, something will be discovered and and they'll want to add something or change something, and we certainly are um, able to accommodate that as well. So many of the people I meet with um, on a one-on-one basis, their appointments with me are set prior to their arrival. It's a hmm. part of their whole plan. Um, and then, of course, as things come up during a stay, um, I'm available for people to you know, book individual sessions with me as well. I also teach classes that are available to all our guests, and so many times people who may not have um, been aware of me or been aware that they would have a desire to meet with me will come to one of my classes and then make a connection, and then you know, we'll get together on a one-on-one basis after that.
3: And I have sat in on one of your classes, which I enjoyed immensely last year. I brought my daughter for uh, the Easter holiday, and we very much enjoyed uh, sitting in with you. Oh, that's nice to hear. Yes. So um, I think one of the things that Relly and I are very interested in learning more about is um, this notice, acknowledge, and choose mantra of (laughs) yours. Can you tell us a little bit about that and explain where it came from?
5: Sure. Well, it's just... um a, a A way that I have of characterizing how we can be more mindful in in the moment and how we can access more of our emotional intelligence in the moment um, so the notice acknowledge and choose is just a very simple three step awareness process. The first one is to notice to notice what you're paying attention to <laughs> to notice what your thoughts are to notice what emotions you're having. I know that sounds very, very basic, um, but so often we're operating on automatic pilot. We're operating out of you know patterns and habits that are pretty unconscious, and so just that first step of taking that split second to notice, oh. This is what I'm paying attention to. Oh, this is what emotion I'm having right now begins to set into motion a decision-making process that is going to be more integrative. And so acknowledge is then, after you've noticed what you're thinking or feeling or paying attention to, to acknowledge it. Um, And this becomes a very powerful step because so oftentimes, even if we are aware of what we're feeling or thinking, we're not really acknowledging it. We're just kind of letting whatever the thought or feeling is drive us. Mm -hmm. And so the acknowledgement step is very important. And when I talk about acknowledgement, I always say it's just that, acknowledging. I think the thing that often hangs people up in self-awareness is that even if you're good at the noticing and acknowledging, then you go into, well, why am I feeling this way? What's the matter with me? uh, You know, all of the self-talk that goes on, which in the moment becomes um, a distraction. And so notice what you're thinking and feeling, acknowledge what you're thinking and feeling, and then make a choice. What thoughts and feelings are going to be most productive for this moment, for this decision I need to make, for this interaction that I'm having? And so part of what I teach is how to actually make that shift. If, for example, if something is going on that we're just really frustrated and irritated by, We notice the irritation and frustration. We acknowledge it because it's there for a reason. And then we make a choice. Does that irritation and frustration really serve me right now? Or if I can shift into a more balanced, more calm, more compassionate, more appreciative state am I going to be able to be more effective? And, of course, what we know from a lot of the biological science and neuroscience is that when we can shift into those more positive emotional states, actually the brain and body works better. And so that becomes that choose step becomes very important, mm-hmm. not to get rid of the stressor, as it were, but to shift how we interact with it.
3: it and it, it is very important for us to understand that, that stress, fear, Anxiety uh, all have what I like to call a a physical, a a molecular component. Absolutely. And if we can get our our neuroscience, our brains, our uh, our way of thinking uh, realigned in those areas, meaning if our thoughts and our feelings and our actions are aligned appropriately, we can, in many instances, overcome those very cellular, molecular feelings uh, that, that we have. And it's such a triumph uh, when we do that for the first time. It, it, I don't know if you found this, Anne, or, or Relly, but it's a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point. You can really make or break the choices uh, that you engage in uh, and the daily activities. And that's why a place like... Mirror of all for this kind of exercise is so important. That's just just my thinking on this. Well, so,
5: I, and I totally agree. You know, one of the misconceptions I think is that is out there about mindfulness is that it becomes a very passive way to be in your life. And I find that that is absolutely not true. <laughs> that yeah. when I am operating mindfully, I'm actually more empowered because I'm putting my attention and energy and making choices about the things that I actually can impact and have control over rather than wasting my energy on the things that I can't do anything about. And so wow. for me, mindfulness is actually a very empowered way to live and that notice, acknowledge, and choose is just a way to kind of put that into action. And I think Michael
3: has said so many um, powerful things on the show over the past few months with regard to why leaders and executives need to apply more of these practices and incorporate more of this mindful thinking into their office environment, their professional environment, and really, as you and I you know, from emotional intelligence in their interpersonal relationships with each other. And I'm just wondering, um, and if you can talk a little bit about how you would get an executive to even start this notice, acknowledge, and choose process in their daily life.
5: Well, you know, one of the things that we teach here at Miraval, and that of course, is the basis of so many different kinds of teachings, no matter what the origin. it all starts with the breath <laughs> and I know that that is um, again a very basic concept, but you know, so many of the people that I work with um, don 't know how to breathe I, I sit with them i'm with hearing their their stories and and we're working on their issues and they're holding their breath or they're breathing just from the top quarter of their lung capacity. And so one of the first things that I often do is teach people how to breathe, which again, I, I, I know that sounds kind of silly, but it's the quickest way to begin to not only modulate whatever physiological stress responses are happening, but it's also the most effective way to get in touch with yourself and present with yourself in a different way. And another technique that I teach, which is something that I developed for myself back in my um, hospital executive days, I call it BFF, which I know means something else, but to me BFF means breathe and feel your feet. Because in that moment, if I can take that conscious breath, Some things start to change. But if I can also become aware of my feet, two more things happen. Brain and body get connected. In other words, my cognitive intelligence and emotional intelligence both get activated. And if I can feel my feet, I'm also grounded. I have a sense of foundation underneath me. And so often what I find in people who are in stressful situations or leadership situations we just go so fast and go so much on automatic pilot that we're very disconnected. And um, so that breathe and feel your feet becomes a very basic but practical tool to get people connected and get people present.
2: Well, that's uh, so so powerful. And as Kathy you know, we work with executives all the time, and, and so do you. Just being able to talk about being a little bit more grounded, I love hearing that, you know, having your feet on the ground,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I think what what we try to do is is uh, tag their decision making, because you know, for anybody listening, this is all nice. You know, when you think about it, so what's the outcome of this? And I think it really is making better decisions, and, Absolutely. and why why the emotional intelligence is important is if you're it, we think we're these rational beings, and if you're on automatic, like you're saying, and you're going to be making these reactive. Decisions, which can be very costly, you know, in the corporate world.
5: Absolutely, and I think part of what emotional intelligence has taught us is that not only do we need to access that emotional intelligence, but we need to integrate it with our cognitive intelligence. And it's very difficult to do that if your if your brain and body are not connected.
3: <laughs>
5: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, think, you know, I this, think a lot of people would would resonate with the idea
3: that we often are. Disconnected. And it's not because it's by choice, it's because we learn to compartmentalize. Maybe that's what you were talking about earlier, Anne, in the cognitive uh, mm-hmm. capacities that we have. You know, we learn as very busy professionals to compartmentalize. Uh, I just heard from an executive uh, that I've been working with for a very long time, a very successful uh, Barron's 100 woman, uh, that she had really compartmentalized her life into what was personal, which was pain and well-being, and what was professional, which was working to the capacity that she had. And by ignoring that pain, she actually wound up in a very serious situation where she had eroded the discs. Mm -hmm. in her spine uh, in an effort to perform at the level that she was, you know, known for, and as a result injured herself. And when she got mindful during that recovery process, she's come back and she's ten times better than she was. So, you know, uh, we'll talk about some of the success factors maybe that you've experienced with some of your work when we come back. So don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News.
0: Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com.
2: Top performers. We're talking with Ann Parker here uh, about the Miraval, and then it's our last segment. Ann, and we want to kind of talk about so maybe there's some success stories or some success ingredients that you know that you can share with folks for some of the leaders slash executives who may be there. Um, you know that they can walk away with and put into play.
5: Well, one of the concepts that I find resonates really well is. Return on investment, <laughs> ROI. <laughs> we all know what that means as it relates to our money, but that's a concept that I apply a lot as it relates to our overall health and wellness. And, uh, one, and it's a concept that I find that le- leaders and business people um, really understand because they know that if you're expecting an, a return on something that you haven't made an investment in, you're not going to get the return you want. And so one of the, that's a paradigm that I will often use to help people begin to delineate, well, what are you investing in? You know, if you want to be healthier physically, what are you doing that invests in that? If you want to be happier, what are you doing that invests in that? Um, if you want to you know shift expectations in terms of how how your team functions, what are you doing to invest in that and even though that's a very ba- again a very basic kind of concept, I find that um, it's really eye opening to people to begin to think about it in those terms and um, you know so I, one of the things that, that is often um, helpful for people and and I do have the privilege of people who come here to Miraval, on, you know, once a year or something, so I get to see them, um, uh, you know, over time and, and get to hear about their successes. And one of the things this ROI concept does for people is really help them begin to not only identify but track what it is that they're actually doing. I mean, you used the term early in the broadcast about micro-initiatives, and I love that term because I think that's really what it is about. What are the day-to-day, moment-to-moment little things that you are doing that shifts your investment strategy? And um, what I have found is that when people start to look at it that way, they start to make different choices about where they put their time and energy and where they put their personal resources. And when we do that, that's when we are successful at meeting the goals and and making the shifts that we want to make. One of the biggest concepts that I think, again, is very basic but so critical is willingness. And of course people say, well, of course I'm willing to change. Of course I'm willing because I want this. But what I find is that when you translate willingness into actual, there's often a big gap from translating willingness into action. And one of the things that I often remind people about is that, you know, we all have our comfort zones. But our comfort zones are our comfort zones not because necessarily they're working for us, but because it's what's most familiar. And so reminding people that, by definition, getting out of your comfort zone is going to be uncomfortable. And so we have to be, have, be willing to tolerate some of the, this comfort as we make those changes in our investment strategies to get the return that we want.
2: Well, what's so interesting what you're saying is especially the return on investment. I think we want to have the language that people it will resonate with them, and
4: mm-hmm. especially
2: around this mindfulness, whether it's breathing, meditation. It takes so little time, exactly. To have such a big payoff, and and so often when I work with executives, you know, I think that time element because they're always time presses, Let's talk about how much time this is really going to take you to do to get how how long is it really going to take you to get centered? You know, it right. probably is three, four, or five minutes at best to really get centered. And then if you going to make better decisions and everything else, you know, that return on investment is huge.
5: Right. And when they begin to look at that investment strategy and start to see, well, where else am I putting my time and attention and energy into things that are not productive and are not serving the return I want, right. that then often can free up some of that time and energy to put into that other kind of investment.
3: And, you know, as we um, think about what could someone learn by coming to the uh, the Mindfulness Mastermind at Miraval. Um, from just your guest experience with what people take away in the time that they're there, what are the highlights for you that an individual can really do during their stay?
5: Well, I think one of the things that... People experience here is that sense of centering, that sense of connection to self in a way that is not about the roles they play or the functions that they do, but really about connecting to more of that true sense of who they are and what's most important to them. That is very, very um, much a part of the Miraval experience. But you know, another part of the Miraval experience that I think is very critical for these folks is to have fun, to have a good time to, you know, go out and take a hike in the beautiful Sonoran Desert, to, um, you know, take a swimming class or, um, you know, be, beat on a ball in the cardio drumming class, to um, eat food that is both healthy and also tasty and, and, and sensually satisfying, to laugh with people that they either came with or knew people that they've met while they're here. Um, so often that little spark of just enjoyment has gotten so deadened in our day-to-day life. And that is a spark that can get reignited here at Miraval in a way that I think is very, very meaningful for people.
3: Outstanding. Well, we have, um, I guess, just a few more minutes. Is there anything, Anne, you'd like to share that we may not have focused on in terms of how people can experience you, what you have to offer, and living mindfully at Miraval?
5: Well, I always say that coming to Miraval is about getting out of your comfort zone, (laughs) but doing it in a way that is enjoyable, that is certainly safe and non-threatening, but in a way that will expand you um, in ways that you can't even imagine. One of the things that I think is so fascinating in working with our guests is that oftentimes they will come with a particular intention, which is wonderful, But as they're here, what they discover is that something has gotten opened up in them that really shifts that intention to something that actually is more meaningful and more personal. And so watching that process in people is um, part of the delight of what I do. But when I talk to people, I always encourage them to come to Miraval with that kind of openness.
3: Well, we're encouraging everyone to come to experience the Mindfulness Mastermind at Miraval. If you go to com, or com, or com, you can learn more. And as we said, we have, um, we have some seats left. We would love to have you with us uh, if you're listening and you think this would be a, a, of assistance to you. And we, we really have been able to uh, have Miraval partner with us fully, and we are just about giving this program away. Uh, we have no idea how Miraval's come up uh, with uh, the the ability to have us do this program for five days and four nights for I believe it 's two thousand seven hundred and ninety seven dollars but it 's a steal it includes all your meals, all the activities, and even a spa. Um, We want, I guess, a spa coupon or a spa credit. But more importantly, you're going to meet lots of wonderful people like Ann Parker, and we are so happy to have had you with us today, Ann. Thank you so, so
2: very
5: much. Well, you're very welcome, and thanks so much for including me.
2: Thank you, Ann. This has been Leadership Development News signing off, so continue to tune in and tune up your performance, and we'll see and hear you again next week.